You're gonna be a star, kid. You're listening to... In Between Stages. In Between Stages with Cassius Nelson and Jennifer Brooke. Hello everyone and welcome to the In Between Stages podcast. Hello. I'm sat here with Cassius Nelson. I'm sat here with Jennifer Brooke. That's me. Um, Cassius Nelson has just had a coffee. My first one in the year. I know and she's like buzzing around my room. It's hit me strong. It's gone straight to the head. So I feel like this is going to be a great podcast. Yeah. I'm I'm alive. I'm sleepy. (laughs) I'm still drinking the coffee. It's not hit me in the same way. I'm too addicted. Yeah. Um, Well, it's been, I think it's been actually quite good weeks, you know? Yeah. Um, So, should we hear about them? Let's do it. So, tell me about your week, girl. Mm hmm. Okay, so this is the part where we look at our professional lives and our personal lives and what's happened this week. So, um, Cass has made me go first. Yeah. So what do you want to know first, Cass? I actually, after last week, I would like to know how your professional week has gone. Okay. Well, my professional, uh, week has actually been really nice this week. Ah, lovely. Yeah. It's picked up a little bit. Yeah. Um, and I had to do a self-tape. And in the self-tape, I had to do an accent that I've never done before. Mm-hmm. And I was very terrified because I'm not... I, like I find accents hard. I'm not one of these people that can hear an accent and, and then just do it. it. Yeah. Like I can't. I have to like write the words out, how they've got a look, like how they've got a sound and all of this. So um, I ended up doing it, looking the accent, doing it, and then getting an accent coach and doing it again. And how was it with the accent coach? Did it help? It really helped. And like the thing is, is like sometimes you you sit in this industry and you've got to like spend more money, mm. put more money out than you're putting back. But I have to say. Yeah having that whole experience this week and like doing it and then feeling like I've achieved something I felt like an actor again mm. the whole thing of like going back and looking at like um where like the placement is in the mouth and like looking at phonetics and stuff like that like took me back to like stuff that I do use automatically like I was using it beforehand but like having like that lesson mm. with a teacher it was it just it was really really nice and you kind of in those weeks, you're like, obviously, like, I'm desperate to get a meeting at least. Yeah. Be like, okay, great. But at the same time, it's just nice to, like, remind yourself that you can do it. Did it help... Did having an accent help with characterization Or with getting the character more? Because it's um, totally different to you. Well, the character was, like, absolutely, like, perfect. You really liked it. Apart from the accent. Mm. That was, like, the one obstacle that I had to get through. And, like... And actually, I I think the most important thing was normally, if I don't know an accent well, mm. or I feel like I can't do it, I like, I hold back. Mm. And the one thing that having the accent coach made me do was be confident so that when I was, when the camera was on, I wasn't thinking about the accent. I was thinking about intentions and like, how, like what yeah. I wanted yeah. from that, uh, the other character and stuff. And I think that's the first time that I've actually recorded something that maybe it's not American so much, because I think American I feel oh, okay. more secure in. But another accent, I feel like... That's the first time that I've just sat in it and been like, cool. Mm, and that's really nice. And I had, like, really nice feedback from my agent. So, you know, when you're like, that was worth yeah. it. Yeah. I feel like an actor again. Um, I'm going to mix things up. How's your professional Oh, I like this. My professional... It has been good. I'm... 
more so I'm more just enjoying going into the room and meeting the casting directors as opposed to just reading for a character. Yeah. Because I'm meeting where I've, it's been a bit more consistent, which I'm really enjoying. And it's going and meeting people that I've already met before. So it's like another check-in also. With, like, yeah. how are you doing? Oh, it's nice to see you again as opposed to going into the room and not knowing them. So I'm feeling like I'm, I'm building a nice relationship with... And connections. Yeah, but not like in a superficial way or in a way that's... Well, you've got a, someone... I think it's actually my agent came in to drama school and said this. They're, you're, they essentially become your professional fans. Yeah. And they're the people that are going to bring you back again. And the fact that they are bringing you back yeah. is a positive thing. And it's nice also to know that they've thought of you for that. Or yes. It's, I just, I'm, I'm just really enjoying that and being a people person with them. Nice. Um, that's my professional. Very nice. How was your personal week? My personal week, right. So um, I've started something Ooh. called... Do I know about this? You know about this. Oh, okay. I got excited then. So I started something this week called The Vanity Month. Oh, yeah. So The Vanity Month is essentially... It sounds really bad, but ba- it, it's not Shameless. as bad. So basically, The Vanity Month is me taking more care and pride in my personal appearance. Sorry, and... I was burping. I'm so sorry for free will. Clearly Cassius isn't. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's basically like... so. For instance, mm-hmm. I was getting into a pattern where I would just put on my comfies and, like, just do my makeup, to just do my makeup, like, cover my spots, go out. And that is absolutely fine. I'm yeah, not, I'm not, I'm not saying anything's wrong with that. But I think what my whole experiment, and it is an ex- experiment, so I will update. Mm. So I've tanned because it makes me feel healthier. You saw my glow yeah, after, you did the, the before glow, and after. Yeah. It's like a glow. It helps me with, like, feeling more confident about my skin. I have been like, no, I'm going to take this extra time to mm. have a bath. I'm mm. going to take this extra time to get ready and to do my hair every day and not just pull it back and stick and it up. And plan a really nice outfit. And, and plan it, yeah. a really nice outfit. And wear things that make me feel good rather than mm. just wearing it because I need to, like, put something on to go mm. somewhere. And um, my whole experiment of it is to see if if by doing that, externally it starts to come in internally mm. and to help you out and I have to say so far it really has they're like I was getting into a pattern where I'd throw stuff on and be like oh, oh, mm, my, oh my skin oh, confident. oh my confident. hair's so annoying like yeah and it's so bizarre in how this week I've just taken that extra care my perspective has changed oh really I have not and I noticed this last night because I was thinking about it in terms of thinking about saying this for the podcast. And I was like, how's it been? And I was like, I've not been cruel to myself one point this week. Oh, wow. I've not looked in the mirror and been like, oh, I fucking should have gone gym. Yeah. Like, I haven't had a chance to go to the gym this week. I've been really busy. But you've not made yourself feel bad about it. I haven't made myself feel bad about it. And it might be because also I was busy professionally. Yeah. But I've not made myself feel bad about it. I'm taking the time to do my hair how I want to do my hair and feel and like I'm going out feeling confident Mm. and I'm going out in stuff that I feel like good and I feel like it is radiating internally that's interesting so so far so good on my vanity month guys yeah I mean you're like you're not at all saying this is what you should do to make yourself feel better but like it's an experiment it's just seeing if it works and I think what it is is I think it's going back to that whole self-love and taking the time and being like, no, it is important yeah. to give me myself that time and to make sure that I feel good and like having mm. a bath and and also like I 
I wasn't going to order clothes the other day and I haven't actually ordered clothes in ages. And I was like, no, let me get some stuff that I can mm. then get rid of other stuff. And I've got stuff that I put on and it makes me, mm. Mary Kondo, uh, mm. makes me feel good. And I'm excited to wear and I'm excited mm. to go out because then essentially like you're not apologising for being there. You're not like, oh, yeah. everyone looks better than me. Everyone does this. And yeah. It's like you're putting in the steps to... It's like, you know, if you do something in the past, and when your future self is like, oh, I'm so glad my past self did that. Yes. It's like you know you're worthy enough to put in the steps mm-hmm. to make yourself feel better tomorrow as opposed to just doing something now. Yeah. I like that. How's your personal week been? My personal week has been... I think I would say it's been pretty good. Um, I think I've had a lot of like mini realizations about myself. Ooh. And I'm like, ooh, Cassie, yes. Pray do tell. Update on the crystals as well. I oh. feel like, I feel like they are actually working. Oh. I know. Even if maybe it's a placebo and I'm making myself think it does, I don't care. Mate, it doesn't still, care as long as it's doing it. It's still it science how it's working. Doing it. You know what I mean? Science going on. Um, I'm just having a lot of realizations about myself and how I act, and it's almost like shadow work, like exposing my faults and things that I do wrong, but being kind to myself and being like, okay, well, we'll work on that. And that's in every aspect, both personal and professional, in all kinds of relationships and situations. I feel like I'm just really learning about myself, and I'm really happy I'm having these realizations now as opposed to like 10, 20 years yeah. down the line. Can do you, you know tell us I mean? one realization that you've had? Um, Oh, there's so many. So I don't know Fair where enough. I can start. Um, but yeah, I just think that's one thing. And also, my... I was saying about the crystals, how one crystal was for, like, your passion and the other was for your clarity in your head. And I mean, I think maybe one day I'll go into it more, but my body and my mind are very, very extremely out of sync with each other. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. I struggle a lot with it. And this week... They have synced up and then they have like worked in with each other and I'm just really, really, really happy that for once I now feel like I have control, not so much control over my body, but they've, yeah, they're in line with You're each other. You're in tune with your body. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, now we can communicate as opposed yeah. to like talking different languages in different countries across the ocean. That's nice. Yeah. That's really nice. That was really, that was a long one for us. It was a bit long, wasn't it? No, it's actually really short. Oh, is it? Is it bang on time? Yeah, it's bang on time. And that means it is time. I'm very excited for this. To meet our guests who we have really deep convos. Yes. I've really enjoyed it. Shall we meet our guest? Let's meet our guest, Jen. is an actor, producer, writer and director. As an actor, he has worked on Life's Big Questions and Get Me If You Dare at the Almeida Theatre and Love Play at the Courtyard Theatre. He has also worked on many TV and film projects such as Untitled, Patrick, Tunnison Project, Dark Love, Doctors and Arrived. <laughs> this year he took on the many roles of producer, writer, director and acted on his own short film, Boom, about a man trying to achieve the ultimate high. He can next be seen in the films London Boys, directed by Gary Nurse, and 90 Minutes, directed by Simon Baker. Welcome to the podcast. Oh, wow. Stitch. Thank Hello. you. <laughs> and you got my name right. I, I really tried. I was really thinking about an that. Itchy wrist. Itchy wrist. Itchy wrist. Wrist stitch. Wrist stitch. There we go. 
How are you? I'm doing very good. You happy to be here? That's why I'm doing very good. (laughs) I'm so happy to be here. He just showed us. So Robert just swiped up on his phone and in between stages was what you've just been playing. That is very true. So we've got our number one fan in today. (laughs) What have you been up to, Robert? What have you been up to? You've been doing Boom. (sighs) Have you finished that now? I have not finished. I have finished filming it. Okay. I'm currently editing it now. You're editing it yourself? Yeah. Jesus and that takes Christ. a long time. So how I did mean, that come about, the whole project? It came about from... Okay, I could go all the way back. Go all the okay, way back. Okay, should I go all the way back? All the way back. Okay. 2016, I went to LA to study at Stella Adler. Wow. Oh, nice. For two months. And when I was there, I met a young boy from Michigan <laughs> who just moved to LA. And... We're both the, both in the same position, kind of. I've been doing acting for a while, and um, having the shared sense of not wanting to wait around for auditions. Mm-hmm. And we just became really good friends before anything. And he ended up meeting a girl on the course from Germany, and he ended up moving to Germany, so a lot closer than me. Oh, oh my god! I know, like directly after the course, like while in the same month as he moved to LA. And you were there so, for two months. Yeah. That is intense. It is intense, but then. As Cassis, you know, yeah. within the two months, I almost got married as well. So, but that's Wait, for another, that's another conversation. Oh my god, life's a journey, life is mad. Honestly, that's why I got this tattoo in my hand, because of that experience. Okay, it's describe like, the tattoo yes, quickly, because it. it's a podcast. Okay, yeah. <laughs> it, it basically just looks like an arrow, <laughs> with a dot at the end of it. Right, okay. And, uh, yeah, drew on a napkin myself, and told him to tattoo on me, because of reminding me that no... No matter how lost and confused that I feel about where I am and my circumstances, it always leads to me finding some kind of gold within mm. it. And I felt honestly so lost, so confused, so like, what is my life during that period of time? Literally, yeah. how Dudley feels now. Like, yeah, yeah lost and confused. That is such an emotional story, Robert. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that I just needed something to remind me of who I was at that time. Okay. Wait, so you just saw that in your head? And just drew it on the napkin. Yeah, that's why it's a bit crooked because I drew it on the napkin. But I you know. literally like because you had that with that tattoo. You've not, yeah. you not had it yet. She had a dream about a tattoo. I was like, I need to get it. Maybe maybe that's a sign. Isn't this the one no, that I you told me it. about? Oh yeah, you did get it. I'm like, Jen, I told you. Oh, you yeah, did. I did get it. So I had a dream that I had this tattoo, like this symbol on the inside of my left wrist, and um. It had like this whole significant meaning and it was literally just like two lines in a circle in the middle. Mm. And like the line before meant all my past journeys and the line in front meant all the things that are going to happen to me and the dot in the middle was me and it was like, no matter what happens, no matter what's happened, no matter what has happened and what's going to happen, it's always going to meet in the centre, which is you. And I was like, do you know oh why that, my gosh. No, do you know why that means so much? Because like, another story, when I took LSD for the first time in my life, I saw that... <laughs> In, in light form, in my head, and my soul. So that is... Mate! Like, no, I swear Whoa. to you. Mate! I, but not exactly in that shape. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean... The meaning. Like I the was, lights going the lights, together. I was represented as a ball of light, and there was a spiral coming out of me. And there were other balls of light on the spiral. They were all... Everything that was ever going to happen to me, and all the people I was ever going to meet, spiraling down into me, which is the ball of light at the bottom. And like I felt so safe at that moment. I felt like I didn't have to worry about anything ever again. Because anything that was going to happen to me whether I label it as bad or good is already happening so. yeah yeah that's cool Cassie's. Wow. that's mad that is kind of mad so yeah I saw that and I was like I have to get this tattooed on my body like it's a sign and also what adds to it is that I saw yeah I saw this symbol and I, I was like oh let me actually check what it means before I get it tattooed because I don't want it to like either mean <laughs> something offensive or like stand for something 
racist. And I'm yeah. like, yeah, look what I've got. So I was looking up the symbol for ages and I couldn't find it anywhere. And then when I worked on a series of unfortunate events, my character mm. had to do Morse code. And I was like, oh, let me look up what Morse code looks like to find out what I'm actually saying. And Morse code is lines and dots. And I was like, oh, that's weird. Let me see what this symbol means if it's got it on lines and dots. And I shit you not. The symbol that I have, it stands for the letter K in Morse code. No. And I was like, How weird is that? No, it, doesn't. it does. I've never studied Morse code. You bitch don't know Morse That's code. Crazy. It's yeah. mental. What the fuck? I know, right? So I was like, it's a sign, I have to get it. But I was too scared to get it on Oh, do you know what's actually weird? I didn't tell you this. I went into a tattoo shop in Oxford Street on my way back from like top shop and was like, I need this tattooed. And I was gonna get it there and then on my wrist. I remember you saying this and I was like yeah, I don't think like, you should get it. Yeah, luckily they don't take walk-ins because otherwise I would have got it um, on, my, you know, on my wrist. But I was a bit nervous of getting it there because I thought oh, every time I do a job, it's always going to have to get covered up. Or that's always you're always going to see it. And I mm. thought maybe I need to try and hide it more since I got it like in the centre of my chest because I thought that was your, that's that. Yeah. Does that, does that affect you at all? Do you ever feel like that? Because yours is on your finger. You, yeah. No, actually. Well, I always get the insecurity because in usually in the classroom, they're like, okay, show your hands. I'm like, why? why? I don't like... I've got really messed up little fingers. They like point opposite ways. They ways. do point opposite ways. Oh, wow, ways. they do. It's so... And the thing is, sometimes they get really stiff. Oh my God. <laughs> they look like someone's broken them as a kid. <laughs> yeah, it looks like an antennae. Like, you know, like a late... No, not a ladybird. I'm going to take a picture of this and put it on the podcast. Do you know, I used to be really insecure about it and I wanted like plastic surgery on my little fingers. Oh, come on. It's come like on. over time, they've got more and more right angle. And I feel like by the time I'm middle-aged, I'm going to have like a full-on... They're going to be across. <laughs> Who has not that? Look not. at it. It's really weird. It's quite weird. But I've got that with these fingers. Look. Look. Yeah, they all kind of... No, 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 no this is weird. Oh, thanks, Jen. They all kind of point different ways. Right. quite straight. You've got some tattoos as well, haven't you, Jen? We've all got tattoos. <laughs> You've here. got some tattoos. Yeah, no, I do. Mine are all covered up, though. Mine are, like, on my rib cage, okay. on my thigh, and then, like, on my hip. Um, Wait, so how many do you have? Three. Okay, how many do you have, Robert? Four. Some of yours are quite big though, right? Yeah, I've got like a massive one on my leg and then two more on my other leg. So that was, funny enough, this was my first one on my finger. Wow. What oh, really? Yeah. For the first one. That's quite so, recent then. No, no so this this that? one was in 2016. Okay. But it meant so much to me that it like superseded acting. So mm. Yeah, fair. Yeah. Yeah. So like I was prepared to, to deal with it in castings. Nice. Because then it relates to the whole thing of... Like, my, my worth is then associated with whether I get the casting or not based on, like, my tattoo. It's like, that's ridiculous. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, like, no, this is what makes me feel like I have, my life has a meaning. Mm. Not, and I can make excuses for, I mean, I can give myself reasons as to, and valid reasons as to why I don't get a job or, like, why I do get a job and how, like, that's quite frivolous. Yeah. Whereas this, for me, is something that I need to, to orientate the rest of my life. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Because you can't sit around and like wait for a job to not ever do anything that makes you happy mm. or makes you feel like like you're saying you and like yeah. if you're if you're that passionate about having that tattoo like why are you gonna wait because also I have this thing like well surely if you're the right person for the job you're gonna get it regardless yeah like you can cover mm. it up yeah so it's not ever gonna hold you back I'm sure like I've never been like do you know what. We're not going to put Angelina Jolie in a film because she's, she's got, got tattoos. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, I know she's Angelina Jolie, but like if you're the right person for the job, like they'll find a way around And it. I've spoken to makeup artists about this because I was like, how is it for you? Is it annoying? Yeah. And they're like, 
no, it makes our job like have more fun because we're transforming you. Like that's what we yeah. want to do. We want you to walk in and be like, oh my God, what can we do? I understand sometimes it might be tricky and it, it can add time to your call time. Like you depending mm. on how big the tattoo is or how much color it might take. Which is more like, money for the production. Like, yeah, so I get it. But like, honestly, every makeup artist I have spoke to and I always ask about it because I'm just interested. And you know, when you're in the makeup chair, you just want to chat about things or you notice they might have a tattoo and you talk about it. And none of them have ever really seem to be that bothered by it. It's never no. as much of a big deal as people think it is. And also, if... Just, just yank totally. dead bones out your head. As, as well as if they're prepared for it. Because I had one time when they weren't prepared for it. Because, uh, like... Oh, fair. Okay. I don't think... Like, it was a very sporadic, like, what I was wearing. And, like, if they were saying, like, oh, God, like, you've got it there. And, like, mm. it added. I don't think they were best pleased, but they weren't like, oh, my God, this is so annoying. It was just like, oh, we're going to be later to sell. Okay, yeah. Okay. I think as long as there's time and they've kind of put that time out in the schedule yeah, for you to have that covered or whatever, then... I mean, I'm not rushing and telling everyone to go out and get a tattoo, but I just think if that's, if that's, like, your only concern is, oh, about work, then I... Not that I don't think it's a big enough reason. It's definitely something to be aware of and mindful of where you get it, but I don't think it should stop you from doing it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Not at all. Not at all. Like, for me especially, I found that it was more healthy for me to not ignore the fact that I wanted to get something on my skin because it allowed me to see the audition process and my acting in a completely different light. Because wow. now it's like, I'm not concerned with bullshitting my way into getting a job. Like, because now, for example, I, when I go into a job, I want, I, I'm so convinced that I can project something very honest and true of, to who I am and what I can give that they're going to give it to me regardless. Mm -hmm. And yeah. I don't want to go in thinking, oh, you know, Oh, if I have a tattoo and they say no to me just because of, t of the tattoo, it means that then that would mean that the tattoo is worth more than me in a sense. Yeah, yeah no, that I know exactly sense. what you mean. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. Like now, I'm at a stage where I'm so angry about it, actually that people are trying to fit me into this corridor of a way that I should behave and act that I feel like I'm going towards rebellion, which is why I uh, dyed my hair, which is why I'm prepared to even get a tattoo on my face if I wanted what, to. What are, they, what are they trying to like fit you into? Well, just, you know, every, every time that I would show the tattoo to anybody or, uh, or ask about, well, it's, it's the kind of, it's the thing that anybody can relate to. It's like if you, if you try and live your life the way that you feel like you should, someone is going to say something about it. You know, oh, you shouldn't get a tattoo because this and that, you know, and people say this and that about it. And and it's like just constant, con constantly people trying to reinforce their opinion on how you should act. Mm -hmm. And like that for me is now getting to a point where it's too much and I'm enraged about it. Yeah. Which like for me is healthy because it allows me to access all the emotions I was, I was suppressing this like throughout my whole life of going, yes, okay, maybe you're right. Mm. Okay, maybe I shouldn't get a tattoo. Maybe I shouldn't go on holiday because I missed an audition. Oh, maybe God, I shouldn't. Yeah. It's like now it's like fuck you. No, this yeah. is I'm I'm steering my ship. You know. Mm. Yeah. And I'm happy I'm at that place now. So is that I'm how <laughs> we've literally like asked you one question? We've gone down another tangent, but I fucking love it. But <laughs> is that how like Boom sort of came about? You being like hundred percent, fucking hundred percent. You know, Boom was an external representation of that. It's like right. I'm going to. I'm going to go down the path of of what I feel like doing, even if it kills me, and I I die in the film, you know. So it's oh my like, god, yeah. Spoiler, spoiler. <laughs> <laughs> so what? So is it about your whole journey of like that whole discovery 
like fuck what everyone says like I need to like do my own shit I need to live life how I want to do it yeah. and then whatever happens is a bonus sort of thing well it's a very exaggerated um representation okay. <laughs> because it just basically the film basically involves the guy going down the path of uh of drugs and crime right, and okay. that leading to his demise but that is a representation of doing what you feel like you should be doing okay yeah and how was it like because you weren't you didn't just write it and direct it you produced it you act like you did everything yeah. how was yeah. that juggling all of that it's fine when you're working with friends Okay. When you're working yeah. with people you you trust, those parts don't become much of as much of a pressure as it usually would. When right. you're working with people who are just, uh, just people you're you're working with, and that's it, you know. And that was the guy that you met at Stella. Yeah, exactly. Which leads back to where I was going, anyways, with the story yeah. originally. Ooh, was perfect. that was that I met him on the course in LA, and uh, he had his own production company in LA. Oh, so yeah. ever since he moved to Germany, we've just been making films in America and in Germany together, like consistently. Because he's a filmmaker first before an actor. So, right. And he taught me everything that I know, and as well as YouTube, mm. which is an amazing place to learn everything. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. So like, yeah, if it was firstly if it wasn't for YouTube, I wouldn't know how to work a camera. And now I know but everything I need to know. I wouldn't even think like I wouldn't even like I know YouTube's like the hub of everything. Mm. But I wouldn't even think yeah. that that would be like a resourceful place for a filmmaker. Yeah, it makes so much yeah. sense now you said it. It's like kind of like, oh yeah, shit. You can literally yeah. learn everything now. Like, there's nothing to hold you back or be like, oh, I don't know how to do that. Don't know how to do that. You can just exactly. Find out. This is what I try and tell all my actor friends who want to get into filmmaking but yeah. feel insecure about it. It's like, listen, if you <laughs> <laughs> if you spend just hours on YouTube the way you would doing your work for university, yeah, then you will get to a point where you. You won't believe that how much you understand about cameras now. Mm. That you'll be on a set as an actor. You'll be like, what lens are you using? Or using 35mm. Okay, so what aperture are you on? Blah, 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 blah. It's like this stuff becomes second nature to you. Yeah. From just pressing play on YouTube. You can sit down and eat snacks while doing that. That's the easiest homework you can do. So there's no Tell excuse. Tell them. Tell them. <laughs> so really yeah. And do you, do you now find that you do ask, like, when you're on set, you ask more questions and you're like more... Like, how do you approach, oh, yeah. like, directors and stuff to not be like... Because there's, like, not... That sometimes yeah. there's a line, isn't there? You're like, you're the talent and they're the crew. Yeah, like, yeah. do you feel like you need to break down that every single time and, like, have those conversations? I, I, they do come up, but they, they it doesn't come up in an intimidating way for the director usually because I'm I'm speaking from a, from a point of respect and yeah. from a point of actually just knowing what I'm talking about because, yeah. Like, yeah. And this always phrases questions, not you should do it this way, you know? So it's always mm-hmm. an open dialogue. Like, the, yeah. the last film I just did... Um, there was a fight scene which I had to do and he kept telling me to do it faster and faster and faster which meant it was getting more dangerous and I told him look can you just speed it up in pose because I've done it before and it's great and he said yeah actually you know maybe I could just do that yeah just okay stay safe you know and just go as fast as you can and that was great you know just from me having done a fight sequence before and knowing how I can get that to work yeah made me not injure myself yeah (laughs) yeah which is Probably yeah. more important for them as well because yeah, 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 exactly. the insurance on that would be yeah not really. I feel like that adds one it adds an understanding on set but also I don't know if you found this when I had to produce my show I then I respect all of the people the crew and the people that work behind the scenes massively, massively. anyway like period mm-hmm. but then when you've actually been in a position you've produced something yourself or you've directed it or not I didn't it or done like the costume or done the makeup or you've helped to kind of pull the piece together I feel like you have so much more of an appreciation for what they do and mm-hmm. how mm-hmm. hard it is. 
did you find that because obviously you've you've literally touched every aspect writing directing producing yeah so have you found that then when you are maybe just acting in something you have more of an appreciation for the people that have brought the team together yeah hugely like you don't understand how much work goes into it and how much like everything needs to work in harmony for there to be a good film so now when i watch when i see a good film like how how the fuck did that come into existence Mm. because everything is it has to be like clockwork really yeah even like it's not just the writing like the writing has to be good then you have to have people that know how to light it properly people that know how to make Mm. sure the sound is perfect and then the editing like every i feel like that's how you get a great film if one element isn't a hundred that's what kind of makes the thing well, a bit off It's as important, like, for the chemistry on screen as off screen, Absolutely. isn't it? Like, you've yeah. all got to be on the same wavelength. You've all got to have the same vision. Otherwise, you're, like, fighting. And I want it to look that way. I want it to look that way. Yeah, yeah. Like, when oh, you God, watch yeah. something and you're like, oh, my gosh, that is great. Why do I feel a certain way towards what I've just seen? It's because yeah. every aspect has been so, like, intrinsically linked. That's a good word. Oh, that's a very good well. word. I, like I think I heard it yesterday, and that's why I've used it. <laughs> but I think when all the aspects come together like that, you can see that, okay, you know what? They must have got on well, yeah. offset or off camera, and they must have worked because of. I think like that energy comes across when you watch it. But it's also on the flip mm-hmm. side, you can see when it doesn't work. Absolutely, and you can see when the writer's written, but it's been directed in a weird way, and you go, "I don't, I'm lost. Mm. I don't get yeah, it. Yeah. It just, it feels a bit like jaggedy, or something just feels off, and you're like, mm, I don't quite know why that doesn't land.' And it might not be the acting, and it might not even be the writing or the yeah. acting. It might be. Maybe that's just shot from a really weird angle that I can't mm. quite understand mm. why I'm I, feeling yeah, that way about it. I watched it. a film the other day and it was one of the Oscar films. And like, to be honest, like, I don't feel like the Oscar films this year are that high standard, maybe? Yeah. Um, but anyway, I watched this film and everyone's been raving about it. And I just, I didn't, I couldn't get it. Mm. And I couldn't put my finger on what it was. And I was like... I don't, I don't feel anything towards these characters. So mm. even, you get to the end of the film and I'm like, I feel like I'm meant to be feeling away and I'm not, mm. I'm feeling like indifferent. I mm. could stop watching. So isn't that crazy that not only everything technically has to work out the way it has to, but creatively, which mm. is so less secure of a job because that's, you're putting something from the unknown there. Yeah. Like yeah. That needs to be nurtured in the correct way by the director and the actors need to be present. And that stems from even the, the, the casting process, you know, to like, it's so, mm. it's such a sensitive thing to deal with. Yeah. Like any art. And you realise that it is an art. Through the, through me researching the technical aspects of film, I realised the art of film. Like, and for me, that was incredible. And I guess for a director, that's so much nicer to have an actor on set that knows mm. what vision you're trying to create yeah. and knows how you're trying to get there from the other side of things. Because then mm. you can aid yourself to work towards that Without just being like, yeah. let me stand on my yeah. mark and say my lines. Yeah, yeah it adds yeah. like, like I said, an appreciation to it. And then I think you have much more respect for not just the storyline, but also the process that's got you here and where it's going to go mm. from there. And then I think that's what makes a difference between an actor that is present and an actor, like you said, who just comes on, says their line mm. and goes. Because it's more than just learning your line and standing on your mark. And it's yeah. even more than just creating a character background. Yeah. You have to you have to be ready to work with everyone on set. And I think you have to have an appreciation for why, even if you don't necessarily agree with your your character's choices because you wouldn't make them as a person, or you think, "Mm, this maybe isn't the project I imagine myself doing right now, but you have an appreciation for the project itself and you understand why it's being told, then I think that changes everything. It's always someone's baby. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And even if you're like, oh, this is, like, not maybe the 
thing like you're saying that I'd be like, yes, I'm so passionate. Mm, mm. It's still someone's baby and you still got to respect that. Yeah. I've got a question. Any I've terms? got a question. Oh. I've got a question. <laughs> I'm always really... Where do you get the money to make short films? Oh, I knew you were going to ask this. <laughs> it's, it's very difficult. Okay. In some... It, like, in order to get funding, it can be very difficult. For my first short film ever, I spent six grand on it. Of my own money. Wow. And that, like, I was prepared to do that because, not because, oh, I want to make a short film and let's just do it. No, it, like, it meant so much to me because it was about the whole marriage thing in LA. Like, yeah. I felt like I needed to do this. And, um, Mate, and then you think about it from that and what we're just saying, like, you imagine walking onto someone's set and they've spent their own money on something. Mm. Like, you've got to respect that. Yeah, and you're yeah, there like, oh, yeah. can we change this line? Or, oh, can we do it? Mate. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> which was a constant, like, struggle of mine. I had to really? direct the, the, the girl in, in, in the in my scene in in the whole film that was quite challenging for me it was the first thing that I ever directed mm. you know um, it and was, were you in it I was in it yeah so wow. I was I was that's playing hard. myself and she was playing my girlfriend how was that that's really intense it was really intense because the whole time I was trying to fit her into the mold of what my girlfriend was but then I realized after making or not during making the film that it's now taken it's not my baby anymore it's mm. everyone's baby and, I should accept the change and it's its own story now. Yeah, that's hard, yeah, that's hard um, to do. And there. she's going to have her own interpretation of that character exactly. than what you had when you wrote for her. But she wasn't even an actress, she was a dancer. So it's like, I had to really be careful with how I was directing her. And I thought, you know what? My ex-girlfriend that I almost got married to isn't my girlfriend in this story anymore. She's my girlfriend. Mm. And this is a story about us. And um, I felt like she was at her most truthful when she was dancing. So I made sure to incorporate that into the film. I just last minute put it into the film that she was a dancer and how we connect through dance and how, how that is how we, how we express our love to each other. Oh, wow. And I, love, I want to see deep. this now. We need a Where can we see it? I haven't released it because I haven't... I mean, it's on Vimeo and it's there. I haven't completely finished it, but... No, it is finished. <laughs> Get your words out, mate. <laughs> it is finished. I didn't put it up because I was insecure about it to begin with. How do you feel? How many years ago was it that you did it? Uh, 2016. Okay, so how yeah. do you feel about it now, looking back three years later? Oh, I love it. It's great. Oh, amazing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's just... So release the thing. I should. I well, should. can we put it on, like, a little clip where we can find it? Yeah. Because people, like, this yeah. is the thing, like, when you're listening yeah. to this, like, you want to see. Yeah, yeah. No, no, and I, like, fine. now, I'm literally like, I want to see but, what we're talking about. Yeah, you have to be ready. Ready, like, to... He's like, proud of it now, though. Yeah, if you're proud I'm of it ready, and you want to show it... No, no, I'll, I'll show it. And also, like, nothing's ever going to be 100% perfect. Never. Because the more you look at it, the more you think, oh, I should have done that, should have done that. But mm-hmm. then, in a weird way, like, I love the imperfections of things. Yes. And yeah, you know, like, course. say when you're on set, right, and the most interesting bit for me is when an actor messes up on their lines and you see that moment of of realness when they know that they've messed up or they kind of let the guard down and they're just for what for a moment they're not acting they're just being and i'm like i i love that or i love watching like when the camera's still setting up and it's just focusing on someone and they're just having a conversation with maybe the boom or whoever yeah and you're like that's real like i want to capture that moment yeah and i think Mm. if you're with the piece that you've got now if there's bits that you're like oh i don't know if that quite hits it i kind of like would embrace that at the same time yeah like to some extent, you know what I mean? But I feel like it's the imperfections that actually make something more real. Because, mate, we're not perfect. Like, mm. even slightly. No. Even yeah. slightly. And even, like, if it's a period that was so, like, clear in your life, 
you're almost expecting to literally go into your mind and watch that back. Mm. Yeah. And that's yeah. really like hard to distance yourself, like you're saying, and go, that's not my girlfriend. Mm. That's a new person. Yeah. That's my yeah. written mm. girlfriend. And it, yeah, it changes. So how was it doing then your next project after that? Yeah. Oh, yeah, it was a lot more freedom, a lot more, um, it was a lot cheaper. <laughs> I, did it for, it. I did it for like a hundred quid then, so it was great. What? Yeah, yeah. But that's it, my but... bloody ASOS order. <laughs> that's my pussy <laughs> order last week. Okay, so making it... short films. Not yeah, like I'm not buying some little, you know, face tint and a stretch concealer. Mm. <laughs> so How did you do a hundred pounds? Wow. Uh, good friends again. Mm. Friends with who... equipment. With equipment because. I used the money from my first short film to invest in equipment, which I oh, now nice. have for the rest of time. That's so it's an investment, yeah. Makes yeah. sense. So that you can't really say then that I made for hundred quid. No, no, that you oh. that you <laughs> that you spent six grand on just one film. Yeah, like yeah. You've got no, to exactly. like balance that exactly. and go. No, yeah. that's my yeah. That yeah, that's fair. It's yeah. like self tape equipment. Yeah, it's like, a good it's investment. Self, yeah, it's like that's something I'm gonna use for as long as I'm an actor because I'm always at some point gonna be recording self tapes. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, good friends. Yeah, good friends. Uh, and that who would jump into the roles that I needed them to just because we're filmmakers and they'd go out in the heat and, and stay there for like eight hours without me even feeding them properly because, which is my fault. Amazing. Because uh, they want to be there. Yeah. Mm, that's a big difference when someone is just doing it because they're getting paid but when there's an actual love and passion for something. Mm-hmm. They want to create. Yeah. 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 I want to ask question so before I was talking about imperfections and I just I know you're big on imperfections and you kind of embrace that mm. what was what was the journey to that or what was the moment when you were like no you know what forget being insecure about these things that's just part of me because that's big as an actor right yeah mm. you're always gonna at some point be seeing yourself on screen or you're, you're present it's like your imperfections are almost reflected back to you Mm-hmm. So how did you get to that place of, no, you know what, like, this is me. Okay. That's a big, heavy, heavy question, but I'm, <laughs> no, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm interested. Well, I got to that point from just like a series of events over time. And like after, I don't know exactly when it was, but there was a very specific time within the last year that it just all clicked for me. It's because for me, every single person I'd ever come into contact with would feel like they have something to say about how I should live my life. Okay, so we had this conversation about how... As an actor, you're always being like molded into different roles, right? Whether that's changing your hair color or um, changing your makeup style, you're always having to be changed. Yeah. And I feel like for me, the reason why a tattoo or something like that is so important is because if I'm constantly changing from different characters, it's the one thing that kind of helps me mark who I am in between those roles and when yeah. I am those yeah. roles. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, this is a reminder of who I am and what I like and what my interests are. Mm-hmm. Well, like separating the personal and the professional yeah, exactly. again. Yeah. Because you're always, you're always having a character projected onto you when you're working, right? Mm-hmm. And you're always yeah. having to be flexible and adapted and changed. And it's like, whoa, like if I'm constantly being changed, who am I outside of my job? And it's like, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is what I like. I like tattoos. That's what I like. That meaning has something to me. This is who I am. And I feel like that's something I can't rub away. Mm-hmm. So if, and where, if, for me, if I didn't have that, I think I would find it a lot harder to, like, what's the word? Like, 
I would find it harder to have like a, a grounded thing. It's like a paperweight on my like body. Like an ad- identity. Yeah, it's like, mm. no, this is, this is, it keeps me grounded, like too la it's the wrong word, but yeah. It's like my, yeah, it, it stamps me. It's my, like, this is you. This yeah, is you when are. you said that to me, previously you actually said something quite similar like that really hit home because that mm. really it makes sense constantly hearing that you have to be a blank canvas for mm. a film and then aside from that and having to find your own voice and and like a tattoo I imagine because okay so in <laughs> i'm trying to collect all my thoughts into one no, sentence but it. It's like when when you go to on a film set. It's like as an actor, your main objective, the thing you have to do here without question, is bring your truth. Mm. And it's like how can you bring your truth and honesty to a role if you can't even do that in your real life? And it's if if you can't just put a tattoo on your skin, you're not doing your job. And so for me, that was a big turning point as well. It's like I need to, no matter how offensive to anybody, I I have to, I have to bear my truth. Mm. How long do you take to like think about like? Are you one of these people that impulsively gets tattoos, or do you be like, no, it's got to mean something. Like I'll only get it mm. if I've like sat yeah. on it, thought about it. It has to mean something, okay. but I'll. But I'd also do it impulsively. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because that means something to me. Because okay. doing it impulsively means something to me. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't think it's just a tattoo. Like it could be a piercing, or it could even yeah. be like. So. Actually, I was gonna say someone. To, what did someone say to you about? Oh, when I was in my third year, I had. Um, agency meetings and I met with an agent and they turned around to me and was like yeah so I think the first thing that you need to do is get rid of that mole on your nose ah uh, what and like mm. I was like first of all I didn't know how I'd physically get rid of it because it's like on my skin <laughs> like what and I was also like how's a mole on my nose gonna stop me getting jobs like come mm-hmm. on and like there's some like photographers like I had like my first ever like photo shoot when I was back in the day in Hollyoaks with something not with Hollyoaks, something else. And they edited out it, and I, and everyone was like, that doesn't look like you. Mm. That one thing, that, that's, that's me. Like, mm. I'm, I've got moles everywhere. Yeah. I'd never try and hide them. Like, I embrace them, I like them. But it's, you're made to feel like you have to be blank, or you have to yeah. be this, like, yeah. photoshopped. But if it's, like, stretch marks, or if it's moles, or if it's, like, my, my teeth are uneven, but, like, I don't yeah. care, or, like, my lips are uneven, yeah. and I'm just like, well... That's my face. But everyone looks weird when it's like, when you actually see yourself, when they say like proportion, mm. yeah. you look so odd. You look yeah. like an alien. You're like, yeah. no, that's not me. Mm-hmm. I don't get that. No, but it links back to what you were saying as well. It's like, for me, I love imperfections of anything because that's a sign that you are something that's breathing and you're something that's living and moving and, and has feelings about things and are, are exper- experiencing the world in a particular way. It's like, your scars is that. Mm. And... Uh, your ta- like a tattoo for me is part of that. It's it's like something you can't, something yeah, you, like you said again, something you can't scrub off of your body. Yeah, mm. and that's important. It's like in my head, I have this image of somebody who's very insecure, who's just trying to scrub it off in the shower. You know, and like yeah. with a tattoo, with a tattoo, you can't do that. With a with a tattoo, you have to accept that part of you. Yeah, and even if it's a bad tattoo, it's like you can't scrub it off of you. And there's something beautiful about that. I feel. I've got one of those. My moon that looks like a banana. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it does look like a banana. It does. But I embrace it the time in my life. My it's first just, job. Yeah, I think it's a moon a banana. banana. A banana moon? What's wrong with that? It didn't look like a banana it's original. when first got it, though, did it? it no, it did. Oh, it did, did straight away. He was like, you can't do it that small. And he made it really big. And I was like, why is it? It's a banana, banana mate. But I, 
do you know what? Do you like bananas? No, I hate them. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. I hate bananas. Oh, is it the texture? I've never had one. I've never tried one. You've so never you tried you a banana? Like no. No way. Fuck off. I should have yeah. bought some bananas. No. Absolutely not. Yeah. You've never tried it. Have you? But you have weird beers. I've had like I had it in a smoothie. Have you held a banana before? You've ha- yeah, but I can't do. You can't peel it. No, I can't. Why not? But I just can't. I don't know how. Oh, oh my god! <laughs> even like you don't, you don't, Listen, don't like the YouTube. Honestly, <laughs> yeah. how to peel a banana? Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna like YouTube it and then peel my nose. I can do it. Right. <laughs> no, I don't think I like the taste. Did you know monkeys open a banana from the other way? Which makes what sense. What do you mean the other way? Takes out the the brown bit at the end. Wait, no, hold on. What do you mean the other way? Like, upside down. She's never even done a banana, so she what doesn't What do you mean? Like, upside down? They're both the same way. No, the top, you know, the top bit like sticks out and that's the bit that most people pull they down. They both stick out, both ends. Yeah. yeah but the f- oh no, the little nipple. The <laughs> little nipple. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the nipple of the banana. The nipple of the banana. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying? I have no idea what you're talking about. This is your fault, you're right. You haven't, I'm going to YouTube. <laughs> How humans peel bananas and how monkeys do it. Like, oh, okay, the nipple. Mate, I could literally carry on this conversation oh all day. God. But we're going to play. Well, no, we've got what, some what questions. We no, we've got yeah, some questions. Okay. And then we're going to play again. For the questions, could I go to the toilet because I yeah. drank oh, wait. all the water? Hold on, I've got one more question for you before okay. we do the questions. <laughs> questions. Your one tip for being in, in the in between stage when you feel like. As in, I want to know it for everything, but I'm going to sum it up. Okay. So you've got no, like, nothing, you feel like you've got nothing you're passionate about writing. I don't know if this ever happens to you. You've okay. got nothing in the pipeline that you're like, okay, I want to direct that, I want to produce that, and you've got no acting work going on. What What is your, like, top tip for getting out of that or staying sane? I am in the process of figuring it out right now because oh. it's the most destructive period of my life ever. So mm-hmm. I'm now trying to navigate myself through that. And... For me, at this moment, the only answer I have is just honestly to be truthful to whatever I feel. Like, I've now changed my life so drastically because I am no longer talking to a lot of people that mean, mean something to me, but I'm still not talking to them because it's not in line with where I want to go. I'm now disregarding acting in a sense where it's almost like I'm not even acting anymore because I haven't been getting auditions, so now I have to find meaning somewhere else. And I've been... I guess that is your question, though. Like, what am I doing? And... I'm still figuring that out. Yeah. That's okay. But allowing yourself to do that. Yeah. yeah. Like, it's allowing yourself to feel, if, to like, not indulge in the negative, but allow yourself to feel it and be like, okay, I'm not going to pretend I don't feel shit. I'm not going to pretend that I'm not working. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I'm just going to allow myself to just sit in that for a bit. Yeah. And now what do I want to do? I'm under construction. Ooh. That's what you are. Ooh. Right, we're going to take a break. You have a way. Thank you. This is the section where we ask you questions that are industry related mm-hmm. and personal. <laughs> so, first question: What is your worst day as an actor, a director, producer, whatever? It can be audition, it can be performance, anything. Well, the one thing that just comes to mind straight away is um, <laughs> is I had a self tape uh, to do a to be a Korean, a young Korean man who had to speak in like speaking english in a korean accent oh and it's like okay. first I can thought, you do a korean accent no <laughs> <laughs> so 
Uh, I, for some reason, said yes. I'll try it. I'll do it. Yeah. And I can't believe I, I did that. Like, I honestly, to this day, I ignore the fact that I ever did that. Because I, I did it in the most, like, offensive way ever. And it's just oh not... God. I had to go, like, okay, so my name is uh, my name is Robert. And I'm going to... Like, oh, it's just so bad. It was so what bad. What did your agent say? She didn't say anything. Oh, no. She just she was just like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, I'll, I'll let you know what happens. So I don't know. Do you she... think she ever said it? <laughs> I mean, I brought it up, like, I don't know if she said it off. Could you imagine just, like, never actually sending it off to the car? And, like, that was your shit, yeah. put it in delete. I'll just tell him I pushed that one forward. But that's a constant, that was a constant embarrassment of mine. Because I'm half Asian, yeah. I used to be with, a, with, with an agency that, for some reason, only saw me as an Asian. Like, and they only sent me to things that were for Asians. Oh so every God. time I'd go in the room, I'd be surrounded by Chinese, Japanese, Korean people, and they'd all look at me, thinking, like, what is he doing yeah, here? what is this guy doing here? And I'd obviously never get the auditions, because, and I've been told before, you don't look Asian enough. Yeah. yeah so yeah, why yeah. did you call me in then? You yeah. saw my pictures. It's like, it's, oh oh, that's a con- that was a constant annoyance of mine. But you don't anymore? Now I don't, because now my good. agent doesn't really see me. Is that so? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. really good. Mate. So yeah, that was just, that was not <laughs> fun. On top of that, I got cast actually in a Japanese film speaking Japanese when I couldn't speak Japanese. No. So okay. I did the whole film in Japanese. How? I just learned the sounds. Can oh you speak some I now? I kind of remember it actually. Go uh, on. Aniki no tomato jugaru. Orene wa kore de koto tarilontaro. Mani sotsura ni koko shit kore. What did you say? <laughs> I hate your all. I don't know, it just sounds to me. <laughs> I don't know. So you no. don't know what the script said at all. I just kind of like no, I did because they were translations. But <laughs> I forget. You were like, you like a completely different character. Something like I'd avenge my brother. Just shoot me now or something like that. I don't even know. Was there like Japanese speaking actors like? No, the other guy was like Filipino. This, this was... is the thing in the industry that they kind of just see you as oh, one thing. You know yeah, I mean? it's it used to be a lot worse than it is though. Yeah, fair. That and is. Luckily, I'm not on the receiving end of too much of it because I'm only half. But, like, a, a big motivation for me doing well is because I want to represent Asians in the light that isn't just kung fu mm-hmm. and... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Speaking funny. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I mean, until, like, three years ago, there was no Asian leads in, in the industry at all that, yeah. that didn't have to do kung fu. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Only yeah, now yeah. there's, like, one dude, and I even forgot his name now on top of my head, but he's, he's an American actor. Yeah. Um, and But now he's, like... The the representation for Asian actors that that is more normalized. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a shame that I don't remember his name. Um, um what is your proudest accomp accomp? Oh, I can't even speak today. What is? I'll do it if you don't mind. Thank you. What is your proudest? You can't fucking say it. What is your proudest? proudest accomplishment? Uh, to this day, it would be my two short films for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think there is much else I can bring up apart from Why? Why? Because beforehand, it wasn't even, like, a question whether I would make one or not. It was just a no, because I couldn't see myself doing it, because I didn't understand anything about filmmaking. Okay. And then now, suddenly, I'm making films that are of of a good standard. They're not, like, student films, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that still doesn't make sense to me. But why? Why can't you be like, no, this is... I'm a good filmmaker. Yeah. And I it mean, makes sense. I, I'm, I'm saying that now. Yeah. But it's still, 
it sounds like the Japanese to my ears. It just sounds like what am I? It's just it doesn't make sense. I'm just making sounds. Yeah, I'm just making sounds. Because it's like, it's because bef- I could see I could usually tell if the, if a film is made in a way which like people don't really know what they're doing or they have some experience. Mm-hmm. When I see my films, it's like okay, this guy has some experience. Yeah. He's working out his experience and. Do you, has it changed the way you watch films now? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah hugely, hugely. What? How old were you when you made your first film? If you don't mind me asking. Twenty-one. That's young. Twenty-one. Yeah. But again, it's like by chance of meeting a friend who could be my guide. It's not chance. Has, it's fate. Has the fate it was meant to be that I was able to get to this point in this way? Mm-hmm. But that does not necessarily mean you have to know somebody who makes films in order to make a good film. Mm. Absolutely yeah. not at all. Um, but it did help me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What's your goal? Yeah. It My can goal. be for this year, it can be for life. Yeah. It can be for today, if you want. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> the next hour. The next yeah. hour. No. Um, my goal is to not find joy in big events but in the small moments of self-expression that I have throughout the day. Oh my so, God, I love that. So instead of... Because I know even for, for me and for a lot of my friends, it's like, if I'm not acting, I have to be painting, I have to be dancing, I have to be... Uh, I'm doing poetry. No, but that's, that's, that's not what I'm saying here. Okay, don't put it's that... Okay. Okay, it's okay. Thank you. Um, doing this and that and the other. And it's like, sometimes what you have to do is just walk down the street truthfully the way you walk and say hello to somebody and, yes. and be very again honest and and present and present yeah and bear your all you know yeah. all the time and yeah it's hard to because you're constantly under attack by um the words of others and and just like the world is out to get you you know well, everyone thinks they know how you should live your life don't they they think they've got yeah, all the answers for you yeah and also just to jump on that you have like i know i do this a lot you have an idea of what you think someone thinks of you do you know what i mean i sometimes project what i like maybe my own insecurity onto people like oh i think they think i'm like this Mm -hmm. yeah yeah yeah. i have to prove myself to them and it's like that's the thing you know i was talking to a friend and she'd just been reading this like um spiritual book and apparently they say that if you feeling a certain way, you project it so that other people do it. So if, for instance, like you walk down the street and someone shouts at you, mm. you've projected that because you've been shouting at yourself all day that somebody's picked up on that energy and mm-hmm. they've like forced mm-hmm. that energy onto you. Oh. And if someone looks at you and they smile and go, hello, like, how are you having a nice day? You've been nice to yourself and you've projected that onto the world so that the world then does it back. Yeah. Which, That's quite when nice. you start to think about it, it is when you're having like a shit day and everything's going wrong that's when like mm. people are rude mm-hmm. when you wake up in the morning and you're feeling good and you're like are embracing like you've gone for a walk and you feel like you can feel like the air and the wind and you're embracing it mm. people start saying hello like you get a free mm. coffee you things get start like working this. out yeah. Yeah. yeah there you go should play a game yeah Let's play a game. go on then do you want a coffee or a tea darling Okay, this is our game where we give you quick fire questions and you've got to answer. Now, last week, Hannah did this. And she smashed it. And she smashed it. She had no hesitation. So you've got a big pressure. So there's like a score. Like, yeah. To, but to at the moment, smash. she's winning. Yeah, you, you, you can't top. go... Yeah. Mm, uh, ooh, 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 ooh. Ooh, uh, uh, no breaks. No breaks. Oh, it, all right. 
You've Are you saying? Minute. So I'm saying this one, and you want to say the last. No, I'm not saying one on that. I'm saying one. I'm just you're adding one. I'm adding one. Sorry, Ooh, we should have said this off the mic, but we're not. It's okay. You see what I mean? You know what's gonna happen? I'm gonna do this fast. If I need to answer it truthfully, that's this is the problem. Oh, drama! You know it's truthful when you answer fast because you, your brain just answers for you. Yeah, just know. you just gotta say the first thing that comes into your head. Doesn't matter if it's wrong or right. I love how everyone's dresses that about this section of the show. You know, my funniest one was uh, Jared, where I said texting or talking, and he said texting, and I thought, oh, why? Mm. Why? Because you'd rather text somebody than talk to me them. Me too, though. Yeah, sometimes oh, phone, no, 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 phone no, no, conversations no. make me nervous yeah. sometimes. Yeah, in terms of like, you're face to face. Oh, face to face, yeah, 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 yeah. Of course. Maybe he wants to live on his phone, mate. Okay. Sorry, Jared. Right. Are you ready? I'm ready on the clock. Are you ready, Robert? Yeah. He's so stressed right now. He's got his head in his hands. Okay, three, two, one, go. Going out or staying in? Staying in. Brushing your teeth with hot water or cold water? Cold water. Sweets or chocolate? Chocolate. Walking or driving? Walking. City or countryside? City. Water or juice? Water. Silver or gold? Silver. Ooh, favourite favourite weather? Uh, Sorry. Cloudy. (laughs) Favourite director? Uh, Robert Ristich. Walking or running? Walking. Sea or land? Sea. Summer or winter? Winter. Your next tattoo? Uh, Next week. Your nickname? Bobby. Biggest colonel? Dogs or cats? To get dogs. Say it, Jen. Oh, what did you think of cats at school? Excuse me. Excuse me at school. What did I think of school? What did you got me at school? Cassius at school. Say that, I can't hear because of Dudley. What Dudley's always say? <laughs> what did you think of Cassius at school? I thought she was uh, amazing. She was such a good friend and uh, such a lovely person. Coffee or tea? <laughs> coffee or tea? Coffee. Wow. Good. Right, I'm going to be honest. Dudley got so excited yeah. at Robert answering so quickly that he jumped onto on his, his face. face and now he's like on top of him, on his ear licking <laughs> <laughs> So that was starting off yeah. really well. It's not really well done, Lee. I'm really damaged. Okay, okay, grab him off him. I mean, Get the fact off. that he managed to do that. Entreaty, <laughs> come down here. What's this? Entreaty. I can't believe that. Dudley literally. Oh, my God. Sabotage. That started off fantastic. It was I really was going to do well. No, but then I started on it and it just threw things off. Uh, up there. Oh. Dudley, what's this? Get off, Robert. So, Robert, I feel like. I feel like you won for the fact that you had the sheer commitment and dedication. Yeah. I feel like you smashed Thank that. You. I think there were like two answers I didn't manage to get though. You, uh, what, was your, what is your next tattoo of next week? Oh, I just said next oh, week. I think I said, when's your next tattoo? Oh. Did you? Oh, I don't even know, mate. Back down. That was really intense, all of that. I'm sorry. I was, I was, um, I was worried we were going to run out of questions because we were going so fast at Yeah, the you start. were. But Dudley stalled us. Yeah, he, he brought us some time. So, we always end with our realisation of the week. Yeah. So it's something that you've realised this week that you want to share. It doesn't have to be deep. It can be that okay. fajitas are the best dinner. <laughs> yeah, that's you fine. made some nice wraps the other day, though. Did you? I did, yeah. you know. They were really tasty. Jen, Jen's quite a good cook, to be honest. I am. She's wow. really good. I'm, my speciality is Thai food. Really? Yeah, my mum grew up in Thailand. No. So Because... Because... Same. Well, because my mum is from Laos and they cook the same food as Thailand, which is next door. So. Oh my god! Yeah. Do you know cow soy? Do I work in my house? Have you ever had cow soy? <laughs> cow soy. Oh, cow soy. Yeah, of course. Oh of course. my god! Of that's course. my favourite food. I haven't had it. Jen's promised me she's gonna cook it. For me, it's the same sauce that I put in something else the other day. The thing that you made me with the tofu. Yeah, that was delicious, mate. Oh. I know. I fully understand. 
except with crispy noodles on top, shallots, coriander. No, not coriander. No. Sorry, I can't. Yeah, you must put coriander on top. I hate coriander. Why? Oh my god, it, it honestly infuriates me. I hate it. I, it, I just. Mm-mm. It's the best flavour. I couldn't think of anything worse. I think I'd rather munch on shit like that. You'd rather munch on shit? <laughs> Let me go. I'll put shit on top of your cow soy. <laughs> Enjoy. Can't wait. Love it. Oh my god, I'm so happy you know what cow soy is. I'm so happy that you know what it is. That's incredible. I always say it to people and they're like, mmm, what? <laughs> Towards the end of the show, we always ask everybody what our realisation of the week is. It doesn't have to be deep. So, my realisation of the week (laughs) Jen, I love you. That's my realisation. I love you. Thanks. My realisation of the week is uh, that Dudley is an attention-seeking brat. And (laughs) I love him to pieces. And he's great at cuddles. But when it comes to filming podcasts, self-tapes... He acts up. Hey, do you know what? He needs to be on the camera. I think he would be great on camera. Well, Becca turned around and was like, I'm going to take headshots of him. (gasps) Can I, I would literally light him. If you want to, if you want me to hold that little reflector, yeah. I'll be up for it. <laughs> Blow it. some wind, I'm there. I'll borrow my camera if you like. Yeah. I feel like he's going to make more money than I ever will in this industry. He'll pay for the house. Cass, <laughs> 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 um, go on. Okay, my realisation of the week is, so background first. I have like a, 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 I have a great voice. I have an anxiety around driving. Oh, I knew you were going to say this. Yeah. And I just make myself, like, I'm not a bad driver. I'm actually not a bad driver. But I hype myself up in my head and I make myself really anxious before I've even got in the car. And it's, like, not an enjoy- enjoyable experience. Why, because you think you're going to die? Because I think I'm going to mess up. And also because I know that I'm in charge of this car that's driving. And if I do one thing wrong, I don't want to annoy someone. I don't want to knock someone over. I don't want to cause any accidents. I don't want to cause a... Like, especially if I've got someone in the car. Yeah, but you're more likely to do that if you're panicked. I know. So I know. The inviting what, yeah. you're, what you're projecting. It's so true. See? Right? And I also feel like, oh, I can't do it. I'm not good enough. Da, da, da. Like, I can't drive. Everyone's dependent on me. And then the other day, yesterday, in fact, I had to do a really long drive. For me, it was a long drive. It ended up being, like, two and a half hours. Which I think is a long drive. That, that is a long, long drive. Long yeah. Drive. Well, and just because a lot of people that we know like drive backwards and forwards to Liverpool, and that's like four hours and whatever. Yeah, but two and a half. I, I'm, two halfway, and a half. I'm like oh. halfway there. I'm halfway there. I'm on halfway. I can't do the maths. So, <laughs> yeah, I'm I, I'm very anxious and insecure about driving. And then yesterday when I did it, and the drive ended up being a lot longer than I thought, and the, the wind was a nightmare and the rain was a nightmare. Like mm-hmm. I was against all the elements. But I was totally fine, and I managed it, and I got us all there safely, and I got us all back safely, and I was like, rah, Cassius, like, you can actually do it, and there's nothing to worry about. Yeah. So, like, I'm a lot more capable than I think I am, and that I give myself credit for. You need to be brave next time. I think that's big. It is. Like, I don't know why I'm so nervous. I just don't want to You've got to now, just for the next year, force yourself on long drives. Because you can't. Because the more you put them off, the more anxious you'll get. It's so true. It's so true. I want to just get to the stage where I can get in a car and not have like a whole build up beforehand. If you can drive around in central London, you can do motorways easy. Like central London is the most like stressful drive. Driving anywhere in London. I just, I'm always like, even missing a turning, I just beat myself about, I've missed a turn, now I'm going to make us late. Like I just, I create a whole anxiety around it and it's really not good. Mate, you need to go in a car with me. We're going on a long drive. I'm great in a car. I sing every song. Let's get some snacks. I stop everywhere for snacks. (laughs) Go on the little arcade machines and service stations. I love it. Make a whole trip of it. Honestly, like two hours would be five hours for me. (laughs) Robert. No. Yes, Uh, you've had so much. Yeah, I took so long with that one. Because I'm so invested in the the answers. (laughs) In the stories. 
<sighs> okay, you know, I guess it is, and it really has been in the last week, actually. Feeling like I exist outside of acting. Mm-hmm. That's nice. And and maybe that hasn't been like a lesson that I've learned in its totality, but the fact that it's emerging is like, wow, here's, here's a life I couldn't see before. Yeah. Mm. And that's like yeah. a big thing to discover now. Yeah. Because yeah. then going forward, it's going to be like, I feel like I'm only just starting to realise that, that I have, one, that I have a life outside of acting and that there's a whole lifelong journey to it and not like, oh, when I get there, like, I'm going to make it then. But it's like, no, this is going to be stretched out yeah. for as long as I am in this industry. Yeah, I'm still, like, planting the seed. I've only just, like, the seed, I've maybe, like, one root has come out of the seed. Yeah, yeah, it's like, more water in. Just a bit of activity, like, oh, we've made a bit of progress. Yeah. The yeah. thought's there, which I think's enough for right now. Yeah. I think that all goes back to knowing your worth again. It's like once you know what you are and what you can give and what you have to give, there's no time limit on that. And then you can relax. Mm. Okay, Robert. Yes. So at the end of our show, we like to ask our guests to leave our listeners with an affirmation. affirmation. <laughs> so Jen can't say affirmation, so I have to say it for her. I always get really nervous before I say it. I don't know why you always introduce it though when you can't say it. Because you were looking at your water bottle. Oh, <laughs> I was looking at my ankle. I was looking at my ankle. Um, I don't know why I was looking at my ankle, but I was. Just something that you find, like a quote of yours or something that you live by that you want to leave with our listeners. Yes, sure. So I actually <laughs> wrote something to my friend via Instagram DM. And okay. I'd just like to, I'd like to share that. Okay. So what I did write is... With the courage to bear our entirety, how can somebody not change the world in some significant way? It's not such an impossible endeavour, seeming as the world is already constantly changing. And so change the world. <laughs> oh my god, I love that. And you wrote that yourself? Uh, well, I was just writing that within conversation to somebody. He writes yeah. in like in poetry. conversation. Do you know what I mean? Like he Mate, speaks in Can poetry. you like give me my daily quote? Can you like narrate <laughs> my life? Yeah. Like in the morning, just tell me the semi sign for the rest of the day. I feel like I could do anything. I'm like, yes, I could travel the world. We go out there. We <laughs> <laughs> get out of your houses. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's really hit Jen. You can oh, tell. Yeah. She's felt that one in her soul. I have. It's, we're recording this on a Sunday, and I feel like my whole next week's going to be great. Yeah. <laughs> This is our church. This is yeah. our church. Yeah. Mate, it's been fucking great having you on the podcast. Thank you very much for inviting me to the podcast. Yourself? I have, I loved it. And I'm I'm forever a part of it online, so that's like... You are. Great. You're welcome back anytime. Yeah, please do come back. Um, where can we find you on socials? On Where can we find your work? You can find my unreleased work um, <laughs> via Instagram, which is the only social media platform I use so okay that is at rob.ris r-i-s perfect and can we see so you said on Vimeo we can watch not yet okay not yet not yet but stay tuned stay tuned because I will be releasing it thanks okay. to you both well let us know when you do and then we can put all the links yeah. on our Instagram which is at 
in between stages. That was a great segment. I am like, so really impressed by that. I was really trying to keep it cool, but I was like, I have to. I got, to, I got to tell you, like, I smashed that. Can you keep it going? Keep it going. And then on our Twitter at in between stage without the S because um, bitch is good. She's not bitch. She's probably really lovely. Don't forget to. And our Facebook in between stages podcast. I never mentioned the Facebook. Facebook's doing quite well, you know. It's <laughs> a whole community on there. Do you know, no, actually, on the Facebook, I want to start a group so that people can chat. Carry on. That will be up soon. Um, don't forget to review us, let us know what you think, share us, and yeah, just be part of the online community. You to like it or subscribe. I said subscribe. Didn't I? Oh, I said it in my head. Jen's like, we tried to switch it up and say different things at the end, but maybe we should just stick to yeah. our own. Yeah. Subscribe to us, go guys. Don't yeah. miss an episode. Um, it's been great. It has been. You're gonna say this thing. I can't. <laughs> I was so, thank you for joining us this week. We will see you next week. But in the meantime, have, have a, a glorious, glorious week in between. I knew you were going to say it that time. You can see it in my eyes. Thank you, Robert. Thank yes. you. Bye.